Well, sir, it's late afternoon, as our scene opens now, and here in the living room of the small house halfway up in the next block, we find Mrs. Victor Gook and young Mr. Rush Gook. The latter is seated on the Davenport, industriously plying needle and thread to the ripped seam of an indoor baseball. His mother, who has just this moment arrived home from a downtown shopping expedition, stands beside the library table gazing dangerously at an object on top, and she's saying... What on earth's this? Christmas card sample book. Where'd it come from? Ain't it yours? Mine? I thought one of your Christmas card salesmen left it. Miss Harris or Miss Wheeler or Miss Scott or Miss... Is Scott home? Uh Uh-huh, upstairs. What doing? Changing clothes. He's taking supper with Mr. Buller at the Butler House Hotel this evening. Big? He must have brought this. Why, well, I certainly didn't. Hi, hi, kiddo. Be right down. Now, who in the name of Detroit, Michigan, is trying to sell us Christmas cards? I haven't the slightest idea. I thought it was about time somebody started putting the pressure on again. Been a long, long lull. Christmas card people haven't bothered us for over a month. But when they start, they really start. Mr. Erickson buttonholed me this noon, and just now I found a postal card from Aunt Bess in the mailbox. Christmas greetings. Both of them. Never rains but it pours. Tomorrow, probably Miss Wheeler and Miss Scott and Miss Harris and the rest of the Christmas card tribe will come around. God brought this sample book home, huh? I guess he must have, if you didn't. Oh, person gets so tired of this business. Huh. Did Horseshoe Nail tell you my plans for this evening, Sadie? Yeah. I'm dining in the fashionable purple room of the Butler House Hotel as a guest to Mr. Bullock. <laughs> he kind of left you and me out in the cold. We don't get to take nourishment out in high society. We have to stay home and eat in the kitchen. Hmm. Buller arrived on the 345. Broke down offered to set me up to dinner at the Butler House. I telephoned you from the office to tell you to cook for just you and Cowpasture, but nobody answered. This uh, necktie go okay with this suit. Whose sample book? Buller's. Is he in the Christmas card business? His little nieces. And we're supposed to patronize his little niece? That's the general idea. His little niece is the apple of his eye. I was asked to bring that catalog home and submit it to your inspection. Rush, out in the dining room on the buffet. Go fetch Aunt Bess's postal card. No. This necktie go okay with this suit, kiddo? I wish to dazzle the beautiful girls in the purple room tonight. I want to see him nudge each other and whisper excitedly about the handsome man with the sad eyes who so elegantly butters his bread and so delicately eats corn on the cob. Your collar's all squeegeed funny in the back. Uh, really? I'll adjust it for a whisk. Well, you going to buy Christmas cards off in Buller? It might be a very wise procedure. Buller's a pretty important man in my firm, and it behooves me to keep him happy. Yes, I think I'd best play Read ball. that out loud, Rush. Okay. Listen to this. Tidings from Carberry, huh? Yes. Uh, dear sister and all, thought I would write and see how you are feeling. We are fine, and Waller's kneecap has let up considerable on the twinges. I wrote you so recent, there's really nothing new I've got on my mind to say. But I thought, here it is, June, and maybe I better hurry up and remind you that I'm still head of the Christmas card committee for the church. I'm mailing you our sample book, and you should get it soon. Well, that was all. Right when you can. Love to Victor and Rush. Bess. I found it in the mailbox when I got home just now. Huh. And on top of that, our beautiful landlord buttonholed me today. Christmas cards? Yes, Christmas cards. Huh. Like I was just saying to Rush here, never rains but it pours. The darn Christmas card people have laid off on us for a month, but it's just been the lull before the storm. When they strike, they strike all at once like a pack of wolves. 
Not that best as any pack of wolves, of course, but it seems like everybody How and their brother jumps out of a clear sky. Yeah, I recognize the catalog. <laughs> the salesman sells enough Christmas cards and they put his name in his hat with gold letters. Oh, so they give him an hour's free parking space. Mm. <clears throat> uh, we will park your automobile for a period of 60 minutes. In the downtown section of Toledo, Ohio, absolutely free. Oh, many, many, many times I've listened to that. Are you going to patronize, Buller? I don't see how I can gracefully refuse. He dotes on that little niece of his. I dote on this little sister of mine. I dote on this little landlord of mine. I dote on this little friend of mine. I dote on the little garbage man of mine. I dote on all these little neighbors of mine. They all sell Christmas cards. The whole caboodle. Can we buy from all of them? Well, the problem don't strike me as being so enormous, say. Don't it? No. Hey, some of these are familiar. Merry Christmas, you flat-footed ox. What's old Santa Claus going to put in your socks? If I had a face like yours, I'd go jump in the lake. Your brother's a half-wit. Your uncle's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> all through the year, spring, summer, fall, and winter, we have to go through the same darn nonsense person gets so tired of it. Here's another old favorite. Slap me in the face with a wreath of holly. Give me a kiss and let's be jolly. The Yuletide season is full of fun. If you eat any more pudding, you'll weigh 16 tons. <laughs> a wistful sentiment. Fragile and fugitive. Uh-huh. <laughs> you determined to buy Christmas cards off and bore? Well, determined is rather a strong word. Well, Christmas card orders run us around $10 every year. Does Buller's niece being in the business mean we have to whip out another $10 bill? Old Buller's I'm niece. I'm about to buy from Bess, my own sister, and for the church and all. And then there's Mr. Erickson. He's our landlord and has to be rubbed the right way or he'll shortchange us on improvements around the house and stuff. Miss Scott next door will be sore and touchy and mean for months if I don't buy her Christmas cards. And you know how I am about being on the house with next door neighbors. And there's Miss Harris across the alley. I owe her favors by the bushel. Can I refuse to buy her Christmas cards? And Miss Wheeler up the street. She feels I ought to be a Christmas card customer of hers because we're both in the thimble. And Mr. Gumpox. He needs the business more than anybody. He's done more odd jobs and run more errands than I could pay him back for in eight years. Why, George, there are angles to this. Angles by the gallon. Keeps me awake at night thinking about him. And it's also kind of halfway ridiculous. This is summertime. This is June. Why should a person lose sleep over Christmas cards when Christmas is six months away? <laughs> to know. Well, my heart just sank when I saw that sample card book there on the library table. You're not very pretty and you're not very smart. But I hope you enjoy the holiday season. And that's a wish straight from the heart. <laughs> 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 Funny thing is, the whole crowd represents that same rotten Christmas card company. Mm-hmm. Mr. Buller, Miss Wheeler, Miss Scott, Mr. Erickson, Bess, Miss Harris, and Mr. Gumpox. Grandpa Snyder and Hank Gutstock. Yeah, Grandpa Snyder and Hank Gutstock. The whole gang working for that crazy Toledo, Ohio outfit. Mm-hmm. Isn't there any other firms that sell Christmas cards? Sure, but the other firms don't give their salesmen free parking space in Toledo, Ohio, or paste their names in their hat for them. Mm-hmm. What was that last idiotic thing you read off? Uh, you're not very pretty and you're not very smart, <laughs> but I hope you enjoy the holiday season, and that's a wish straight from the heart. Well, I wouldn't send that to a horse. <laughs> Here's a better one. Santa Claus reindeers, come over the hill. I think I'll roast a turkey and eat my fill. I look like a baboon, and I got no sense. When are you going to pay me the two dollars you owe me, George? Oh, well, that, don't that even rhyme? No. 
Perhaps it has a deep, subtle meaning, a hidden significance of great beauty that don't at first meet the eye. <laughs> I suppose. Huh? Say, Rush mentioned Hank Utstaff a minute ago. He's another Christmas card guy you got to patronize, ain't he? I generally patronize Hank, yeah. Well, how much worth of Christmas cards you buy off them last year? The bill, if I recollect correctly, was in the neighborhood of ten berries. All right. Ten berries. I spent ten berries, too. Just for the fun of it, let's figure out what we'd have to spend to patronize everybody we feel like we ought to patronize this year. Okay. Uh, listen, in Mr. Buller's case, though, let's remember that he holds a lofty position in the Consolidated Kitchenware Company. And he, when he wants me to do him a favor... Well, we'll start I... off with Mr. Buller. Mr. Buller, $10. It's his niece, you know, that's actually in the business. No, Mr. Buller's niece, $10. He got stopped. He got stopped. $10 more, $20. And Beth? $10 more, $30. Mr. Erickson? $40. Miss Harris? $50. Miss Scott? $60. Uh, Miss Wheeler? $70. I guess that's all the Christmas cards. Uh, Mr. Gumpa. Oh, sure. $80. <laughs> God. Ain't that fine, though. Uh-huh. $80. Mm. For Christmas cards. Mm. And everybody mad at each other. Uh. And us having to worry about it in June. Uh-huh. Worrying and fretting and stewing about Christmas cards in June. Mm. Here's a pretty good one. During the Yuletide season, we eat lots of goose and cranberry sauce and take chances on getting fat. Get off my foot, you son of a gun, or I'll hit you in the head with this baseball bat. Which concludes another brief interlude at the small house halfway up in the next block.